Girls Out Loud podcast. Yo 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 Hey guys! Hi! You! Yeah! Yeah! You! How's it going? Sit down. Let's have a talk. Hi! It's the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Hello everyone, in case you don't know who I am. My name is Rachel, second name La Loca. Hey. And get your J Ferns. Fernsey, Hello, everybody. This is Frank Spiracy Nibs. Hi, friends. Hey. We're back. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hi, guys. Jamie, the wall behind you is looking real good. Yeah, it's real, looking snazzy, man. Real, real nice. nice. So I do have I have a gallery wall, and so it's a lot of pop culture type, you know, pictures and stuff like that. So drawings. Love it. And I love to do drawings. <laughs> I don't do them. I buy them, but <laughs> I just love that sketch. My name is Simon. Are you looking at my bum? Are you looking at my bum? You bum looker. <laughs> Are you looking at my gallery wall? I am looking at your gallery wall. I'm so impressed. There's just something about uh, you know, cultural art, pop art, what I'm seeing, that the colors. I see some culture behind you. I see different different colors being used and faces. All right. It's not about your wall. It's about Latinos <laughs> out loud. But your wall is like sort of um there's a connection to the podcast we do in your wall. I like what it represents. Yeah. I needed an original Bob Ross painting though. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> I was watching a documentary whoa. of Bob Ross and I'm like there's still like paintings of his that are out there like that people can just buy, you know. I don't know how much they're worth, but I'm like, "Oh, I would like to have like one of those Bob Ross type, you know." Cloudy, the clouds. He calms you down. What is it about? Him? Yeah, yeah no, the happy little nice. trees, Frank. The happy the little happy trees, little right? Trees. I want a happy little tree. Love trees. I want a happy little tree, but uh, yeah. but you have a little wall too, uh, Rachel. You have. Yeah. I got a wall. You got a wall of Rachel. You have a lot of pictures of yourself <laughs> in the background. <laughs> Well, look, just be, they're not really pictures of myself. It's like me posing on a 57 Chevy in a right. bikini. Okay? You're making it sound like I have pictures of myself on the wall. Like, it's not like that. <laughs> you're, you're, everyone remembers your 2017 calendar. Yes. To my left, you could see me dressed up as a half-naked uh, pumpkin. Uh, That's for Halloween, for October. Yeah, it was great. Every month had a theme. I would love to do a calendar. Calendars are still a thing, right? And who says you have to be uh, like... Do you have to be sexy McSexons to do a to do a calendar? What about a Latinos Out Loud calendar? What's up with that? Ooh, yeah. Frank likes it. Frank, would you be down? Hell yeah! There's second, twelve, but the only thing with calendars is like you gotta have twelve different ideas. You know what I mean? Like Rachel you have to find fill 12. twelve. Rachel will find twelve for sure. You gotta fill twelve. Are you 12 kidding pictures, me? At least. <laughs> Just imagine us like adorned in like funny Christmas ornaments for the month of December. You know, like I'm oh, talking shit. photo shoot people. This mm, is going to be right. fun. And then Jamie's wedding month, just we'll use some of your wedding pictures. Kill two birds with one stone. You can have a <laughs> yeah. photographer All there right. anyway. We're going to be there. So Okay. So, yeah. so I, at my wedding, we'll just take a lot of pictures for the LOL calendar. It's, it's, it's official. We got, we got a photographer there anyway, Jamie. Come on. Let's take advantage of it. Yo, this is not a bad idea. Do you idea. mind taking a picture of the three of us, please? <laughs> 
Listen, we're on to something. If you guys want to see a Latinos Out Loud calendar, please add us at We Are Latinos Out Loud. And I think it's it's an it's we a need gem someone to idea. Photoshop some some abs, some fake abs on me. So For me, then I'll do it. Then I'll do it. Well, uh, this is yet another episode of the podcast where we are about to interview someone so amazing. Amazing, yes. Guys, let's discuss. We know her products. You know, us curly girls definitely know about Julissa Prado. Mm -hmm. She, I'm so proud of her. Oh, no. Yeah, I tried. I I, knew you were going to do that. I I knew someone was going to do that. It would (laughs) have probably been me if you would have let me, if you would have given me more time, I would have done it, but you ended up doing it. I don't typically (laughs) mess with people's names, surnames, you know, I really don't, but I mean, (laughs) We are definitely proud of her. Yes! I'm really proud of because she's an entrepreneur and just to know her story, to read the articles on her, to watch how much fun she's having while serving our community of curly girls uh, on her Instagram page is amazing. She has and she's all a, these. Go ahead. Yeah. She's a real entrepreneur. She ain't like the, the kind of entrepreneur, like the guy on the block who says he's an entrepreneur <laughs> when he just really sells T-shirts out of his trunk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Or, or you know, the guy selling the ICs in the summer. Like, yeah, you're kind of an entrepreneur with your sweaty ass block of ice, but you don't, you, you don't have those ICs carried in a thousand Target stores like my girl Julissa Prado. Yeah, you're a piragua entrepreneur. Piragua entrepreneur. Is that a thing? A piragua, piragua preneur? Piragua uh, yeah, piragua. Yeah, a piragua preneur. I like that. Was that was a hard one, Jamie. That was hard. Yeah, that was hard. I didn't rehearse it. I didn't rehearse it. This is all off the cuff. I wish everybody could see her hair, man. Her hair is her hair is amazing. Yeah. That product must Even be in Zoom, point. you're like, oh, you know, it's what? Um, Rizos Curls. Really amazing. I can't wait for this interview. Um, so are you guys ready? Is oh, your hair ready, yeah. Jamie? Oof. Is your hair ready, Frank? Oops, this sorry. Oh. Uh, Rachel, for this one, I got hair. <laughs> oh, there's a little peach fuzz. You could put product on that. Let's talk I, to Julissa Prado, yo. Yeah, let's do that, guys. All right, you guys, it is that time here on the Latinos Out Loud podcast where we interview, finish the sentence, because I say it every week for the amazing, last like- Amazing, amazing, Rachel. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Someone's amazing. listening. Someone's <laughs> listening. Okay. And our guests just keep fulfilling the quota of amazingness. I swear, it's like the only filter <laughs> that you're moving our people forward and you're doing amazing things while doing that. So I really want everybody to stop their cars, just shut off the vacuum cleaner for a second, my and please put your hands together for La Dueña, the owner of Rizos Curls, Julissa Prado! Yeah. Everybody, squash your curls! Squash your curls! Clap your hands for Julissa! Welcome to the Latinos Out Loud podcast. It's so great to have you. Thank you. I'm honored to be here. Can I just say that your your curls do not disappoint in person? No, yes. Yeah, no. Round of applause for the curls. Yeah, yeah. curls. <laughs> it's been a long, yeah, Monday. So. 
You got that bounce, girl. You got that bounce. <laughs> it is so wonderful. Seriously, it's so wonderful when you are a fan of the products. And then we're not only looking at the face of the products, we're looking at the brains of the products. <laughs> okay. Uh, we have so many questions for you. I'm going to try not to get too, like, you know, selfish and ask you for some tips and tricks because <laughs> under this mess, these two, like, alien puffs that I have on top of my head, these two dry dry-ass hamburgers, there's a lot of curls. Um, but I would love to know, how did this all get started? Not your curly hair, because I get it, that's genetics. But how did... <laughs> she got it from her mama. <laughs> I'm assuming, but you could tell us about that too, because I love curly hair stories. But like, how did yeah. we get to Riso's curls, Julissa? Yeah, so I've been drawn to hair my whole life. I was like that kid which I'm sure, you know, for anyone that grew up in like very Latino neighborhoods, you know the hustle of like everyone kind of has a little side hustle and a skill even at super young. Yes. So I was a girl that would do hair. Mm. And even at like literally starting at like 12 years old, um, I was the girl that and people would come over. I would do updos. I would like whatever people asked for, I did it. I didn't go to cosmetology school. I didn't have a license, but I was like 12, 13 years old doing hair. And um, I had kind of like grown like a like a reputation for that. And even as a freshman, I remember like come homecoming prom season, all the seniors would book me to do their hair. And um, uh, and then during that time, I had been straightening my I had always straightened my hair and like, I hated my curly hair. Mm, and wow. it was part of my like process of like, I want to learn how to style my own hair. And, you know, I want to learn how to style it because it's something else I should learn how to do. Um and I kind of tried a bunch of stuff out there. I was like, oh, no, I felt like Goldilocks. I was like, this is too heavy. This is too yes. light. This is too this. Yes. So then I just started making my own concoctions because another thing that's very Latino, it, which a lot of a lot of trends that are so popular now, like farm to table, holistic medicine, um, organic, like natural this, natural that. A lot of people associate it with like Western culture and it's so embedded in like immigrant culture because for many Latinos, especially there was no, oh, I'm going to go buy this at the drugstore. I'm going to go buy this here. You only had the earth. And like, that's how, where, you know, how I, where I come from, like my grandma, my parents, they grew up in very rural, you know, very rural where like everything that they ate, like they kind of made or like medicine was um not as accessible so they would turn to the earth for like with herbs with this whatever and i think many latinos can relate to that of of being passed on these remedies uh to care for yourself so my life was no exception in that so i was very accustomed to always turning to the earth anyway so i kind of started making my own concoctions when i was a freshman in high school so i was around like 14 15 and i'm made my own little concoctions and I finally figured out something that I liked and I started wearing my hair natural using it. And mm. then since I was already known for doing hair, everyone was like, can you do my hair like yours? Uh. So I started doing their hair like that. And then it just kept going on. And all of a sudden, like it went from me doing all like the Selena updos to like all mm. anybody could ever ask me for was I, I'll call them undercover curlies, which to me, it means like people who have curly hair, but you would never know Ooh, because they, Jamie. 
Jamie, they go Jamie, through Jamie. Yeah, yeah, sometimes you don't know. Jamie has a fro, and then sometimes he got his. No, back, back in the day, dude, I used yeah. the curl activator because I had I wanted to I wanted to have the Justin Timberlake like like curly fro when he was in NSYNC. So that was like that was what I used to do back in the day. But anyways, yo, I'm yeah. gonna tell you real true talk. As a half Dominican girl, I didn't know I had curly hair until I was able to wash it myself, and I saw it curl, and I was like, "What's my hair doing?" Because my mom would blow out my hair every morning i had bangs the size of texas i i don't know how i saw i was like a sheepdog like i had the bangs that covered my eyes and i know she was like doing it because you know i went to an all white right i went to a very white school an elementary school where the girls probably didn't even know what to do with another girl with curly hair like mine you know so maybe she was protecting (laughs) me i'm not sure i should ask her one day but it's true I was an undercover curly, Julissa. Yeah, I was. Oh. Yeah. And it was crazy because it was like so many of them. Like I never, it was such the norm that I would just like meet them left and right. And I grew up in very predominantly black and brown neighborhoods my whole life. So that was just like what was accepted. And um, so pretty much long story short, um, I started making my own concoctions. Um, I was like meeting undercover curlies throughout high school. Um, I went to UCLA for undergrad. I got my master's in business at Wake Forest. Hey, hey, let's go. Truly. Everybody yeah, I started working listen. in corporate. Like this whole time I was like on a, the business route, but I had this like side passion hobby of like meetings undercover curlies and doing their hair and elevators and the dorm rooms and this and that. And eventually I decided to make my formulas professional mainly because it was really inconvenient um, having to do them myself, like having to refrigerate them, them going bad, et cetera. And um, I ended up making them professionally. And then I, um, all those people that ended up, that I helped over the years, they all became my first customers. Mm. So when I did launch, I had zero marketing dollars. I just, you know, the drawing on my bottle, my cousin Vanessa drew that. The models were my cousins and I, the website Love I made. That. The photographer Love was my that, brother. Baby. Yeah, my fulfillment center was like my Theo Juan's garage on Washington and Crenshaw and Mid City where I'm from. Theo and like it, it was just like <laughs> it was just very DIY. So um and I didn't never thought it was going to take off the way it did. Like I was like, oh, I'm gonna work at my job and just have the little side hobby, whatever. And yeah, those like that first week I received like hundreds of orders from all of these people that I had been helping ever since I was like 14 years old that were purchasing the product saying like, I don't know if you remember me, but we met at the UC student conference, uh, you know, freshman year of college, you did my hair in the bathroom. I've been wearing my hair natural ever since. Like, of course I'm going to buy your product. So yeah, that's kind of how Riso's Curls was born. I have to tell you that, uh, first of all, I love this journey. Um, <laughs> I have a curl confession before you guys ask your next Ooh. question. Confession. Interesting. Because this is deep, yo. This is my curl confession. This is my curl confession that I also did not embrace my curls for a long time. I really didn't know what to do with them until a colleague of mine, when I was interning at a magazine here in New York City, was like, I'm going to send you to this salon, which has blown up and is a curl salon. 
She's like, I'm going to send you to there because I want you to learn how to love your curls. And that one appointment changed my life. I know it sounds crazy, but the introduction of products that work for the DNA of my hair, the the way that I'm able to defrizz and learn how to style my hair made me want to wear my hair curly and sometimes straight because I like interchanging some stuff sometimes, you know, like I could do the whatever curls I want, but it took that salon. It took their product. So I understand that you have these loyal customers, Julissa, because you probably changed their curl life as well. Mm. It's, it yeah, goes deep. And yeah, and it's crazy because till this day, the majority of our customers are not people who already wearing their hair natural all the time. The majority are people who are wearing their hair natural for the first time with our products. And like Look at most that. of what we do every single day via DMs, via Facebook Messenger, via email is educate the customer, educate these like people on how to properly care for their hair. Do you have a lot of like customers that kind of reach out to you like with stories about how kind of you raise their, their hair self-esteem, you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. Like, do you have any like ones that that kind of stand out? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's crazy. So I was reading. I'm currently reading this like book. It's called um the magic of tidying up or something. I don't know if you guys heard of it about like tidying up. No. Oh um, yeah, Marie Kondo. Kondo. I saw the. She has like oh, a I Netflix saw the Netflix show. show from that book. Right. <laughs> no, I know mm. she had the show. Yeah, yeah. I, I never read the book though. Yeah. So it kind of reminded me. It, it reminded me of like the experience that. I feel like so many people go through and how much of a metaphor like embracing your hair and tidying up has to do with your life. And like in that book, Marie Kondo talks about how like so many people when they begin tidying up like their closet, their these very specific parts of their of their living space, it's almost like it trains their brain to begin tidying up their relationships, mm. their business, their, you know, all these other aspects of their life. And I feel like for so many people that have these testimonials about embracing their hair, it was like, I started to embrace my hair. And then all of a sudden I began embracing this part of me. I quit my job. I left my husband. I blah, blah, blah. Mm. I just, it was almost like a catalyst that taking that first step towards like embracing that this part of themselves that they had been, um, you know, shutting yeah. away, um, kind of started, a. it was like the catalyst to, to then begin embracing other parts of their life that, that they knew they were hiding. They started from. a movement. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Within yeah. themselves. And it's just, it's really interesting to me seeing, um, that represented like over and over, like it's been so many years that, um, not so many years now, it's been about four and a half years now that we've had the company, but it's been so many years where I've seen, been interacting with people, who are embracing their hair for the first time. And, and it really does like have a huge impact on their life. It's crazy. Julissa, sure. I, I, reading a lot of your stuff, you you take the the the, the curly hair thing in, in Latinos, to me at least, and you go deep into, you know, having to straighten out your hair and, you know, are people not accepting our curly hair? Like that hit me. And you reminded me of my abuela, like, you know, taking out all those curls out of all my cousin's hair and the girls crying and... El que quiero pelo bueno tiene que aguantar jalones. Yeah. That was an old saying, right? And you like yeah. you took me back to there. So talk to us about that, because I could have like thinking back, I could imagine how the girls went through all that trauma 
You know what I mean? And I've seen a lot of my girlfriends go through that too. Yeah, it, it's really interesting too because when I began this like journey of of understanding what curly hair needs, like how to care for it, etc., what I realized is how much of ours, how how deep what you just explained is tied into like internalized depression, racism in our society, and like us upholding this like European standard of beauty that doesn't apply to people of color and how deep it runs even into um, society and what we deem as like normal. So a lot of the reasons why a lot of people viewed curly hair as like so difficult, so, so um, scary, they don't understand it is because everything our society has taught, even in cosmetology school, when stylists go to learn about how to get a, to get, go get a license to do hair legally, every they all they teach them to, to do with curly hair is how to straighten it. Mm. Like and everything and everything that they teach them about curly about hair is only for straight hair. It doesn't That's apply ridiculous. to curly hair. Mm. Like even how to cut, like cutting curly hair should be cut dry or or a combination. And mm. then like straight hair should be cut uh, wet. Um, how, what angles to, to cut, like, you know, how, how to, how much moisture to use, when to detangle, how often to shampoo condition, like ser- literally like everything that we have learned as a society and internalized and seen on how to care for hair does only applies to one type of texture mm. that not even the majority of our population has. Cause like most people have wavy, um, hair, curly hair, they have some kind of texture to their hair. Right. They don't just have like bone straight hair. So it's, it was really interesting how deep it ran and how much, um, like a lot of people that internalize exactly what you said of like this, like shame right. about their hair, this, like viewing their hair as more difficult was almost like on purpose because of all these institutions that were perpetuating this stereotype. I I still have yet to have a like loyal hairdresser that that were hairdressers that I'm loyal to, and you know why? Because no one knows how to cut my hair. Everywhere I go, they attempt to. I cut it myself the other day. I'm gonna make another curl confession. I was like, I hate curl my hair. <laughs> I don't trust anybody to cut it. Why wow, you like a lot so of I curl confessions tonight, Rachel? I think this is yeah. the I, most curl confessions I've ever heard from you. <laughs> Julie says inspiring me anyway so they started a GoFundMe in my family to go get a haircut because I cut it real bad myself real bad real oh. bad so um anyway the GoFundMe worked I'm gonna go get a haircut I'm gonna try another hairdresser but we'll see I'll keep you guys posted I have a question because Julissa you mentioned earlier <laughs> That, uh, what is so funny? I, I swear, I don't say anything and you guys are like chuckling. Okay, <laughs> I, uh, listen, um, you mentioned earlier that you left the corporate position. First of all, I can relate to that on so many levels. I'll tell you my story another day, but I want to talk to you about that leap because that leap is no joke. That one day to the next of, espérate, I don't belong here. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm out. What, talk to, can you walk us through that mm. leap? What it, was it a slow leap? Was it a fast leap? We were like, oh, okay, just, uh, I feel like leaving today. Haven't really given this much thought, but I'm out. But like, tell us what was that? <laughs> yeah. Like? Um, so my intention when I first launched the business was to do both simultaneously, like my corporate job, and then maybe do Rizzo's Curls like 
after I get home from work, like on the weekends, like, I don't know why I thought like I was going to be able to just like perfectly balance both. And it, it wasn't like that. Like mm. it was like my, I wasn't sleeping. It was just so, it was really hard to do both. And not only that, but like once I actually launched the business, it was almost like torture doing my other job because my heart wasn't in it. It was like, I got a taste of what my heart wanted to do all of the time. And it was like ignorance was bliss because once I, once I got the taste, I like, that's all I wanted. I didn't want to go back to doing work that I wasn't passionate about. Um, so for me, it was like within three months that I launched the business. It was like, I, I mean, I made decisions to, um, I, I, I had to make decisions quickly to like, you know, kind of balance both, which was like, I moved back in with my parents. Like I was like, you know, wow. living on my own. And I was like, you know what, if I want to do this to my, for myself and I want to like focus on my business, I'm going to have to like cut down on, you know, my expenses because I'm not going to have a job. <laughs> <laughs> so I like moved back in with my parents. I like just downgraded as much as I could. Um, and then I made that decision to, to, you know, just focus full time on resources. And I will say that it was like night and day, how much the business was able to grow as soon as I did dedicate all my time. It was almost like the universe was like, okay, let's see if you're really testing me. Like, oh, let's see if you, if you, tr how, how you truly feel about this. It was almost like me leaving opened up so many other blessings uh, for the business. And it was just waiting for me to fully immerse myself and like prove that um, I'm betting on myself and other people should too. Uh, mm. Yes. yes. Wow. Julissa, how big a part did like social media play in um, the brand just becoming, you know, huge? Oh, huge. I think prior to social media, um, small businesses did not really stand a chance really competing head to head with these like big time marketing budgets from the big conglomerates. You know, it was um, they could just chew you up and spit you out. Like if you kind of had an idea, they would like copy it or, you know, mm. just put a bunch of money behind it and, and you were left dry and social media, I feel like really put the power back into our community's hands. It put our, the power back into the people, um, standing behind certain brands, like holding them accountable when they did bully, like the smaller brands, like it, 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 it and it also like when I launched, it was 2017 and it was, the era was different. It was like, um, the, it was Trump was, was like full blown, like mm. running with his campaign of like spreading so much hate against like Latino communities, especially. Mm -hmm. And there really was a shift. I felt like in our community of like us, us more people waking up and realizing how much money is power and how much who we support, where we spend our money uh, tr directly translates to who we're giving power and who we are empowering to make decisions about us and our communities. So it was like during a time where I almost felt like people were fed up with like big companies that would try to take their money, but like didn't support the policies and, and um, people that supported them. So it was like the perfect time I feel like to have a small business that did stand for 
so many things that these other conglomerates didn't that like showed up very authentically that, um, you know, was really very transparent about ingredients and education and like just really cared about our, our community. And I felt like it was like my community was the one that like helped me get to where I was. They're the ones that helped me get into corp into uh, retailers. They're the ones that if someone else came and tried to copy, they were on their comments talking about, you should know better. La la la. <laughs> you don't step over. Da, da, da. You know what I mean? Like they were like my army out there. Um, really like, you know, um, um, advocating for us. So, and, and I know that ha had we not had that power of social media and like these, these, these voices with, with like a, a platform now almost, you know, like, um, showing up and, and sh making other companies accountable. Like, I think it, it would have been much harder <laughs> for me to, to grow a brand. Yeah, back in the day, like you would have probably, you had to go like door to door sales and be like, look, I want to tell you about <laughs> these, my resource curls. The radio. Hi, and yeah. Yeah. To the radio. Like I, thought, yeah. I followed you home from the mall because I saw you had curly hair and I'm wondering <laughs> yeah. if you could talk for a few minutes about my it products. Was like, yeah. And, and it was like almost like we relied so much on that like um, word of mouth marketing, which let me, I always say like Chismosa culture yeah. is like <laughs> our best form yeah, of marketing. Yo. Facts. It still is, right? It's <laughs> still it is the most helpful marketing that Latinos have. <laughs> but um, yeah, like, and, and and I genuinely think, like, seeing like during that time too, I saw so many like really amazing like small Latino brands begin to grow and like really use their creativity because something that's like so embedded in our like communities of color especially is that creativity of like that raw creativity because like true creativity isn't like having thousands of dollars to look fly like true mm. creativity is having 20 dollars to look fly on the first day of school and mm. you have to get creative like you have to like trend set <laughs> you're like i'm gonna go buy these rhinestones and like you know what i'm saying glue them on this you know and like i feel like social media like allowed us to make up in creativity what we lacked in marketing dollars and go head to head with these big conglomerates and big budgets and like literally show them our how much our creativity is truly worth and it was like all right you have a million dollar campaign let me get those same numbers using my iphone mm. and like these like r amazing creatives from these neighborhoods that a lot of these like big time brands a lot of the time like that's where they steal these like ideas and like fashion inspiration from so okay first of all i want to just really congratulate you because i saw that you recently expanded to a thousand target stores Ooh. in the last two years okay. right you started at 125 that is that's the power of what you're talking about right now you're in demand we need you mm. the curly girls need you to expand because we're everywhere and the products that help us are not everywhere yet because even um, even karen's now, look, can go curly you know what i'm saying yes. <laughs> all the target shoppers in the but, suburbs all the, you know what i mean Rizzo's curls it's, is for it's everybody, for everybody. <laughs> we don't discriminate <laughs> 
for Karen and Karina, for everybody. Listen, I, I know for a fact that there's a lot of like mini Julissa's on the come up listening to this podcast. There is people probably wondering, what does this girl do on a day to day as an entrepreneur? What, what does she do? You know, how do you become this entrepreneur? There might be a young Latina listening right now that has a dope idea for something that there's a void in the market for, whether it be a cultural nail polish or something in the beauty world or something outside of the beauty world. What are some words of advice that you have on how to maneuver this? And talk to us a little, if you can, sprinkle in about your day-to-day. How do you do your business? Yeah, so business essentially is simply a solution to a problem. So if you have a solution and there's people out there that have that problem, like there should be nothing keeping you from helping solve it, you know what I mean? From sharing it. And I think it's like, something that's also very embedded in our, of our, our chismosa culture. When you have something good, you don't just keep it to yourself. Right. You know, you share it and you try to do whatever you can to like get it out to others. And I think that like, that is how I view our day to day, like our every single day, I view it as like, what, how are we providing a solution to our customers? Like, are we do? how are we doing that on Instagram, on TikTok, on like email, on this platform, et cetera. Like, how can we be a resource to them and let them call the shots and listen to them and listen to what it is that um, they need from us and show up? Julissa, yeah. I have I have one question. I, I hate to be a yeah. chimoso, but I was looking yeah, at your man. Instagram oh, oh. and I saw that you saw a UFO in, in Mexico. Oh, wow. Oh, you, oh. Yeah, I, I, Frank Spiracy. Hold up. Can you tell um, us about that, please? Yeah, well, I mean, granted, I think it was a UFO. Like, I don't know. I mean, it definitely was an unidentified. And can you tell object. everybody, everyone took, a lot of people that you were with, like, took pictures and videos, and yours was the only one that came out. Yeah, it was weird. I'm like, I don't know what, if it was their phone. Like, what? I don't understand what was going on. But, like, on theirs, it just came out really pixelated, or it would, like, just look really far away. But on mine, for whatever reason, it, like, you could actually kind of see what was going on. But um, it was just really weird. Like, I literally don't know what it was. We were in, like, really really rural Mexico. Like, there's nothing but mountains. Like, there's not even roads. And um, it was, like, pretty late. It was, like, 8 p.m. or Not super late. It was, like, 8 p.m. And then there was just this, like these like green lights that were just kind of uh-huh. like moving around and at first they were like closer oh, to us and then they kind of like moved away into like the mountains almost no. and then wow. that's when they got smaller but it was just like really weird i don't know what it like some a lot of people were like oh it was a spacex thing or something and some other people said it was like this military thing or something i guess there was like a similar looking thing in um another part of mexico yeah um on a similar day but like they didn't really know what that one was either. I don't, so Julissa, I don't you're an entrepreneur. Okay. <laughs> I, bet, I bet you your entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial brain was like, yo, maybe Resource Curls expands to outer space. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Now, hold on. I have a theory. I have a theory. You can mess with this theory or you could choose to not mess with this theory. I feel like the alien life forms, all the elves. We're like, yo, we have curly hair here. We don't know what to do out here in space. They wanted me to do their hair. They see, wanted to I abduct have gotten you. Them too. But then they were like, nah, she's celebrating her birthday, right? Were you celebrating your birthday out there? Mm-hmm. Happy oh, birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. We oh, do have our research. We do our research, okay? <laughs> what are you guys? What time oh, are you? Oh, here we go. I'm a Aquari- Leo. Aquarius. Gemini. Gemini. Aquarius? Oh, Gemini. Oh, nice, oh, Gemini's, nice. man. Ooh. 
Nice. Tell me about it. Yeah, I have a six-year-old Gemini well, here. You. Don't be hating on Gemini's, Frank. Damn. Well, it's it's like having two six-year-olds, so I guess I have a twelve-year-old. It's weird. Hey, <laughs> okay. Look, I gotta respect time. We also have another interview. My God, oh, we have so many man. more questions oh, for you. Can, can all right? Here's my last question: Will you come back? Will you come back again yeah. to us? Yeah. Um, we want to hear about the next thousand stores. We want to hear about other stores, international expansion. We're here rooting for you, and we're here rooting for all the entrepreneurs that are listening. We're here. We are entrepreneurs here at Latinos Out Loud. We um. also started this to be a solution in the podcast space. For people like us, to give people like you a platform and to also share your story to inspire others that want to be on that same kind of road. Julissa, thank you so much. One time for Julissa Prado. Please go buy her products, Risos Curls, at a thousand targets. Here we go. Here's the curl Sorry, parodies. Who run the world? Who run the world? Curls. Who run the world? Curls. Okay, stop. Uh, one more? Do you have one more curl parody uh, before we go? Around oh. the curls. I don't know. I'm trying to. <laughs> I need an around the way yes. curl. Yes. Is no or no? Julissa's right. about to just like, okay, I'm leaving, guys. Bye. <laughs> I I'm have to go it. to work. Okay, guys? Yeah. I'm going to go back to work. <laughs> We are the curls. We are the children. Oh we are the one making the day. So let's start curling. Um, that, yes. Sorry, wow, but that interview know. like really just inspired me. I want to. I want to just curl out now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah. Um, it really is. You know, deep. As a curly girl, like hair is so important. Jamie, you could kind of like, you care for your hair a lot. Oh, yeah. Yes. Right? I got a, I got a Jamie story one day about hair, but go ahead, Jamie. Oh, boy. Uh, oh, no. Boy. I mean, I don't I try, but I don't. I'm nervous because my father doesn't have his hair. So I don't know. I know they say sometimes you take it from the mom's side of the family. Yo, you holding up, Jamie? Your shit is looking official, man. I don't know. Like one of my uncles on my on my Did mother's side has, still has his hair, and he's older, so maybe. <laughs> but I never met like my grandfather from my mother's side, so I don't know if I'm gonna keep this. I don't know. And one day I'm just gonna wake up, nah, you're doing and good. it's gonna you're be do, on my pillow good, and bro. shit, and be like, "What the hell?" Nah, nah, you're doing good. I don't see no in, no ends inside in the side. You're doing good, bro. You're looking good. good. You're looking good. And you're also embracing your curls, which again, Rizos Curls and what Julissa stands for, it's like deeper than products. You know, it's deeper than mousse and gel and everything else that she carries. It's really about embracing your curls, about yeah. being proud of what you were born with and finding the right products that make you feel beautiful, that make you yeah. feel proud of your curls. Look, my two boys... We keep their hair long on top. I don't know if you've noticed. Like, whenever they mm -hmm. get their haircuts, I make it a thing to tell our Ukrainian barber, okay? <laughs> Whoa, okay. Shout out shout out yeah. to Ukraine right now. I... And shout out to the Ukrainian president, okay? Just uh He's an actor, by the way. Out. I don't know if you guys know. He was a former yeah. actor as uh, uh, Mr. Trump also. IMDB, he has a, yeah. He's an actor. Yeah. I don't know if you guys are... A anyway. real actor. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I tell our Ukrainian barber all the time, leave the curls on top. 
Leave the curls. And, and it's deeper than just them looking cute with like the like curls coming out on top. It's because I want them to see themselves in the mirror and know that their hair curls oh. and know that it's a gift. It's a gift that the other kids in my six-year-old's class, I don't think any of them have curly hair. Maybe one of the girls, but none of the boys. And I really want to empower them to like know that this you're special for having these curls. Rock them your whole life. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and and I feel like her product embodies that message too. Yeah. So I love everything. It takes she away the stigma for, of like, you know, when young girls kind of like she's she even said in the interview, like they're kind of um you know ashamed sometimes of, of their curls and wish they had straight hair yeah. but it's like yo like you know this you know Riso curls empowers women like empowers the curls and it looks good like i don't I, like i said i don't know where the stigma really came from but i think it's i think now it's like oh you see you know women with straight hair like oh my god i wish i had curls like that um yes yeah. You're well right, the karens Jamie. are gonna want the curls mm. now the Karens, like you said, they're, they're going to want, want the curls, it. Jamie. Well, the, the, the Riso Curls, they have their trifecta, the three C's, right? Curls, community, and culture. So it says it mm. all right there. There ain't no mm. room for Karen there. Karen's with a K, not a C. So. <laughs> but if you want to <laughs> add it in, <laughs> curls, community, culture, and Karen. Now And now featuring Karen at Target. <laughs> um. <laughs> But yeah, it. shout out. I that was a great interview. Well, that was a great, great interview. Um, yeah. And go support her products, Rizos Curls, now on sale at, at a thousand Target stores. Wow. Also on her website, risoscurls.com. So check it out. And shout out to Julissa. Okay, y'all. Who wants to lead it off? Woo-hoo! Frank, you n- normally don't lead it off. You want to like... Yeah, Frank. Kick it off. All right, here we go. Why not? All right, guys. I want to give a big shout out to some people from the Heights or some people that we know that have been advocating for uh, legalization of marijuana or cannabis, Aye. as we should say. I want to give a shout out to Led Black. We all know Mr. Led Black, Uptown Collective. I want to give a shout out to the people from Happy Monkey and your homegirl, Black Rose. I yeah, they came out on they came out on TV. I don't know what channel, but uh, they're doing their thing, and I'm really happy because you know, up in the Bronx, man, this thing is becoming new, and we gotta you know jump in there, and not let these other people just come in our neighborhoods and start you know, uh, you know, making money off of us when you know we've been going to uh, to the big camp for years selling the same product, so. Shout out to those guys. They're making the inroads and they're going in those neighborhoods and they're, they're, make, they're making big strides. I'm so happy for them. Nice. Um, yo, o- along those lines, if you're going to shout out like our advocates, we also have to talk about Pilar Orenda, who was on the show before. Pilar mm. de Jesus La Problema. Follow her on Instagram. She is another advocate. She was key in the legalization uh, or pushing it forward, uh, pushing yes, forward yes, the legalization of marijuana. She also talks very openly about her time on Rikers Island. Oh, wow. Um, mm. And wow. how 
how she got arrested on 2019 and how 25 cops with guns came into her apartment and her face. And she's very open about her time at Rikers and why she's such an advocate behind the legalization and education on cannabis. Uh, consumption. Yeah, yo. Good shout out, Frank. I love that. Our people well, are out there educating. Yeah, we got it. We're taking this over, man. This is no right, man. This is no right. So we got to, you know, uh, I give credit to those people. They're, they're moving in on that, like, you know, right away, you know? And so Michael Oke obviously starts out with showing mad love to our peeps at Yero.com, the news and lifestyle platform for Latino men. Yes. And they are calling all content creators. So tell them your story and get featured on the site. Visit mm. yellow.com uh, right now to contribute and sign up. Right. Get your get your voice out there, content creators. Let's go. Mm. And uh, oh, shout out to, and I don't know how late this will air after it happened, but Ariana DeBoyce from West Side Story, she keeps Ooh. racking up awards. Oh, nice. The last one she got was Screen Actors Guild. Mm. You know, she probably going to get a BAFTA. She might get an Oscar. Mm. But I, I think, um, you know, you got to shout her out. Yeah, uh, a Latina doing her thing in the in the acting world. Uh, yes. and I saw so Rosie Perez. An Afro-Latina be, doing her thing in the acting world. So I saw good. Rosie Perez is going to be making an... Uh, presentation at the academy awards i don't get the whole story like was she just did they i think it was like they didn't invite her back after like 15 years they right, finally uh, invited her after 15 years <laughs> uh, she probably was like yo where's my invitation oscar <laughs> hello i've been waiting what's the matter uh, don't you know how good I am at Jeopardy? Like, I would be really good giving a speech. I know a lot of fools that start with the letter Q. Mira, it's been infinity plus infinity since you invited me to the Oscars. Oh, you think I lost the money? Really? I didn't lose the money, Oscar. You lost the money, okay? You lost do, the money? Do the right thing, Oscar, right? <laughs> I'm not even doing a good Rosie. I'm just doing a random Neither voice. Am I. I'm not doing a good one. We're not doing you it's... justice, Rosie, but we we're fa- we love you so you We know. love you so oh, much. Man. Oh my god. Hasta los dimples. Like I love Rosie Perez. Can't Everything about her. Can't wait to see you back I... on the red carpet, girl. I, I stormed her at the NBC building. Oh, I was man. there one day and she was getting in the elevator with her publicist, and I was just like, Hi, you don't know me. You're about to get in the elevator. I'm uh, one of the hosts of Latinos Out Loud. I would die. I'd give a kidney to have you on the show. And then her publicist was like, okay, I'm going to bring her to the car and I'm coming right back up the elevator and we'll talk. I waited at that elevator for nine hours. Um, No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I waited though and they never showed up. Uh, It's a sad story. Sad ending. Uh, Maybe one day we'll get Rosie on the show. Who knows? That'd be nice. Maybe, maybe. Um, All right, so... Uh, any? Do you want people to follow you? Oh uh, yeah, um, yeah, you can actually. Um, you can follow me at Rosie Perez. Uh, on <laughs> Wait, Instagram. yeah, nah, you nah. taking over her Instagram? <laughs> yeah. That's exciting. Uh, Jay Ferns Instagram, Jay underscore Ferns Twitter. That those are my socials. Um, Rachel, I think it's time yeah. for you. We're saving the. We're saving the best for last here. Uh, well, I hate to disappoint. I don't have much. So I'm just going to drop my handles and say to please, please, fo- I'm sorry for the disappointment. I don't know if you want me to like unveil a new speech that I'm working on or like. Your calendar. You got to let us know when the calendar drops. 
yeah. Oh, my calendar. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. It, it'd be something funny, not sexy. So I don't want to get anything up. You know what I mean? Any hopes up or anything else up. So um, here we go. Uh, follow me at Rachel La Loca. Follow us at We Are Latinos Out Loud. Please leave us a a, a memory. Mm. Leave us a comment. Yeah. Leave us a few stars. Ooh. Or whatever the rating system is on Spotify yes, and Apple. Apple. Tell us, tell us what's going on. Yes. You know, we want to hear. You could also call us at 978 Latinos. Yes. We have a phone number. Um, we're working on getting a phone, but we have a phone number. Nine. Okay. So we'll be able to get the calls somehow. The messenger pigeon will somehow drop a line for us and yes. tell us what you say. Yes. But give us a call, 978 Latinos. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us. On that note, we're out!